2: or Travis Whitmore in North Liberty. Edward Jones, making sense of investing, member SIPC.
3: Hello there. This is not the Hawkeye Hotspot Podcast, but that is Scott Doctorman and I am Rob Howe. And we called a uh we called an instant reaction podcast today. Scott is back uh working on some football content and I am back working on recovery from COVID. Um, so I am not in Chicago. Uh had to put those plans to rest yesterday after I got the positive test. So uh fully vaxxed, Scott. And- and uh, definitely decreased the symptoms uh, than the first time I had it when I couldn't move and was achy. So now it just feels like a cold.
1: Yeah, I remember you you doing a podcast from like kind of like a basement closet or something like that. <laughs> uh, you know, whatever it was a year and a half ago or whenever you had COVID <laughs> the last time. But Yeah. Uh... You know, uh, it's unfortunate for you. I know you're looking forward to that trip. You started to feel achy yesterday, and here you are uh, still in your home. And then, of course, you look outside, and there's, you know, a good four or five inches of snow, and
3: here we are. It's That's March for you. <laughs> the March Madness. I uh, yes. wish we uh had better news to discuss with you folks today. Uh Iowa bows out of the Big 10 tournament losing 73 to 69 to 13 and seed Ohio State. Iowa was the 5 seed. Um Pretty entertaining game, Scott. Um, 18 lead changes, eight ties. Um, so it certainly was competitive. I don't think any team led by more than six points at every any given point in the game. So very competitive. A little ragged and sloppy at times, but uh, you're going to get that. I mean, Ohio State, I thought, got its pace uh, in this game. Iowa was able to push it a little bit more in the second half. But I think overall in this game, Ohio State did what it wanted to do. Yeah, it played a
1: little bit more to its style, and, and I don't know that Ohio State has one that it used to have, kind of an identity. I think their identity is just, hey, let's just let the players go play and do whatever they want to do, and they've got some good athletes, and and kind of like what we talked about yesterday on the hotspot, Rob, that just, uh, you know, it's it's really about mentality with Ohio State going into this tournament, and whether or not they they cared or they just wanted their season to end. And they obviously cared with the way they played against Wisconsin. Although late, I was starting to wonder if they're going, man, we're going to blow our spring break, but uh, <laughs> they did hold on there. And then they did, uh, you know, today they played pretty well. It was a close competitive game throughout. Um, <clears throat> but really when it came down to the clutch, the last three minutes, Iowa missed its last four shots. Ohio state was five of seven from the field. And, uh, you know, Gale hit a couple of big ones, a three that put Ohio state up, uh, up three um, with uh, what 317 left. And that really seemed to be the, not necessarily a dagger, but it was certainly a pinprick against the Hawkeyes. Hi, I'm Jim Street, owner of Streets Maintenance. As a licensed, insured, and bonded master plumber, I specialize in all plumbing repairs, including but not limited to water heater and sump pumps to toilet and faucet repairs and replacements. For more information about my business, I'm online at streetsmaintenance.com and Facebook, or give me a call at 400-4483. 400-4483.
0: Orisa, Asian Cuisine and Bar is celebrating its fifth year anniversary. Enjoy Chinese, Vietnamese, thai and korean all combined into one menu visit five sturgis corner drive next to staples in iowa city open 11 to 10 every day 365 days a year or visit online at arisaic.com
3: yeah and that's usually the case when you have these nip and tuck games it's a team that makes those plays at the end of the game we talked about yesterday on the hot spot or, or maybe it was monday but i think it was yesterday um about Iowa letting up on defense. And I thought Ohio State made some good plays. As you said, they have some really good individual talent, uh, Gail being one of them, had a drive to the basket late, um, uh, you know, hit that three where, again, poor rotation, wide mm-hmm. open look in rhythm of the offense. Um, Iowa did miss shots and opportunities at the end, uh, but also let up on defense again.
1: Yeah, that was really a key. Um, you know, and, but overall, um, Iowa's defense was better. And I don't know if that was just because, they played better or it was because Ohio State just isn't that prolific on offense at, other than having pretty good athletes making decent plays. But, you know, the one troubling number, and this is the one that continues to bite them, is shoot three-point shooting on the road. I mean, they average uh, you know going in 28.5% on the road, whereas they usually average 38.6 at home. Well, today they shot 24%. They were 4.17. Uh, that turned out to be real problematic for Iowa because in just about every other er, other area they were equal to or better than Ohio State. So I think that was really a, a critical component in this game was was three-point shooting. And then, um, you know, the the other part is, you know, it really came down to that last scramble, though. You know, when there was about 11 seconds left and the ball's just going, looking like a, you know, a greased uh piece of fruit rolling up and down the court. And then Chris Murray kind of sitting on the line a little bit, tapped it back, went out of bounds, uh, stayed with Ohio state. If Iowa could have gotten that, it could have had one more shot to do something instead of making it a, you know, a four point outcome. Cause then they had to foul uh, that they would have had one more shot at it. And, and who knows what would have happened. They, we might still be watching the game instead of rapidly <laughs> reacting to it. <laughs>
3: uh Iowa with 11 turnovers today um Ohio State with only 8 uh mm-hmm. Iowa with 11 assists and 11 turnovers that's that's not a good formula for the Hawkeyes and I'm with you I think the D was better but I think some of that had to do with as you said the pace of Ohio State they were running clock and so fewer possessions you have to defend to the end of the clock Iowa did well at times with that and other times there were breakdowns and there were too many breakdowns at the end. Um, you know, I thought, you know, I, I don't want to get on Tony Perkins because I thought he was one of the reasons why he was in that, you know, Iowa was in that game. But he missed two big free throws down the stretch there that were really costly and uh, uncharacteristic of him. Uh, And it wasn't just Tony. I mean, Tony played really hard. I thought he played good defense for the most part. Uh, And he was one of the guys that was able to break down Ohio State off of the dribble, uh, which Iowa needed today. Yeah,
1: and that's true. I mean, with what, 226 left, he missed both those free throws. That was really critical. And then Ohio State came back with a three-pointer. Yep. and they went up up 4 and then Iowa was playing kind of back and forth and really was never able to get a a stop you know and and stop the possessions and and then be able to move and then a lot has to do with uh defense i thought the spacing that ohio state had was was really good against iowa iowa just really doesn't doesn't do well and on defense period they never really have and and I think that they were able to exploit that get a few more one-on-one opportunities and allow their their offensive players to kind of go and and Iowa couldn't make up for it again without Iowa has been a reliant upon a three-point shooting you know it's a reliant three-point shooting team all year long and when you don't have that going that's really going to be a problem and when you see all these teams are really so balanced in the league that, uh, you know, an Ohio state beat blew out Iowa once. Um, even though they're 13th in the big 10 and now they've won what three in a row, I think three or four in a row. So, um, they're, they're coming to life a little bit at the end of the season. Iowa does have another game, at least one. Uh, but they're probably in that, you know, I, I would say they're probably trending in the nine, 10 range now. Um, nine doesn't matter. There's no difference between nine and eight, except the color of your Jersey, but, but 10 gets a little bit difficult, more difficult, but um, they're still in the same range that they probably should be. And, and now it's just going to be about matchups going forward. And, you know, they're kind of at the mercy of whatever the, the um, bracket dictates. And um, if they play like they did today or against Nebraska, you know, then it's going to be a quick yank, but if they can, play the way they did against Indiana, they might be playing a second weekend. So it's really an unpredictable tournament. Um, Now it's an unpredictable NCAA, Big Ten, and, of course, very unpredictable Iowa basketball team.
3: Yeah, we talked about it yesterday. You talked about it at the top of this podcast. We didn't know what we were going to get from Ohio State because at the time we talked yesterday, they hadn't even played Wisconsin yet. So we didn't know what kind of, um, you know, mentality – the buckeyes would have it in this in this tournament cuz it's in a position there's no doubt about it you got to win 5 games in 5 days to go to the ncaa tournament but there's no other way to do it i thought one they played hard and focused two iowa was having its way early in that game getting the ball to rebracha they adjusted to that and did a much better job of defending it and then iowa got some traction with the press at times in the second half and Ohio state figured that out and was able to break that a little bit more. So I think a lot of credit deserves to go to Chris Holtman and, and his team. I was like, man, why are you burning all your timeouts? But it worked. Yeah, it did. I was, I was surprised when they were what like
1: three minutes to go or whatever, they're out of, out of timeouts. And And uh, I thought, man, that's going to be a killer because Iowa is a pretty good pressure, full court press defense. That's what they like to do, cause problems. And there were some times where I thought Iowa had them, and then next thing you know, the ball squirts out there, and then they get free. And, and, I mean, I I don't blame Iowa for that. I think it was just Ohio State. uh, It wasn't even necessarily their execution as much as it was just, hey, they – (laughs) they were able to make, make it work. So it's, it's really an interesting tournament, Rob, because, you know, as we've talked pretty much all year, but specifically yesterday, there's just not a lot of separation. Purdue on uh, as a whole is better than everybody else, but then teams through two thirteen are comparable depending on the day. And, and I'm not suggesting Ohio state's going to go off and win it. I'm not even remotely in that ballpark, but, but they you know, if, if Purdue gets knocked off, it wouldn't surprise me if they did, you know, and, and that the, they could get Michigan State. And then, you know, and playing Purdue on Saturday for, on your game four would be a very difficult matchup for Ohio State. But I do think that, you know, they've got they've got enough players and. And and they're playing hard enough that I think they've got a chance to compete in these games. But I I like Michigan State. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if Michigan State pulls it out the whole the whole tournament.
3: Yeah, I'm with you. I think they're one of the teams that I would put um, somebody else's money on to win, to win yeah, this right. tournament. But yeah, and Ohio State, you know, got off to a good start this season. They were ranked at at you know early in the year, and then just as we talked about yesterday, unable to kind of come together and gel. You know, star freshmen, transfers, all that just never came together chemistry-wise, but they caught it here. I think I saw a graphic on TV, on the Big Ten Network, Scott, that this is the first time ever that in the first four games of the tournament, the lower seed has won. And we talked about that yesterday, how this could be wild. It's off to a wild start.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I just wonder what's next. I mean, are we are we going to look at and eventually is it going to be Ohio State versus Minnesota for the championship? <laughs> I mean, how go great Gophers! Yeah, mighty Gophers, wouldn't that be something? <laughs> um, the most miraculous tournament of all time. No, I, I mean, I, I think Minnesota's reign has come to an end. But I thought it was kind of funny that they beat Nebraska the other day. I mean, it just shows you again Nebraska played its best game and probably its worst game in the same week. Uh, You know, it's best game coming back and beating Iowa on the road and then losing to the worst team in the league um, in the Big Ten tournament. So uh, it's just uh, here we are again, (laughs) you know, this tournament. So what do we have next? We have Illinois and Pennsylvania State. Yes, that's going to be a good game because, I mean, I I really like Jalen Pickett. I I think he's a a very good player and um, in Illinois is kind of like Iowa. You know, you, when they're playing well, they're they're very difficult to beat. But when they're they're pretty ordinary when
2: they're not even close. Hi, this is AJ Perez, managing partner at Deere Chrysler Dodge of Waukee and Iowa City. I'm so proud of our team at both locations. We are committed to one thing: giving our customers the absolute best when it comes to service and a car buying experience. The kind of experience that brings you back. What makes us different? We believe at Deary, we don't just sell cars; we help people buy them.
3: Michigan gets knocked off by Rutgers today, a, a Rutgers team that limped into this thing. And uh, I i don't know, if I'm just off the top of my head, Michigan's probably the most disappointing team in this conference this year when you think about just talent level um, on the roster. But like Ohio State, it never really came together. Michigan is 17 and 15 now, and – Headed to the NIT at best. Oh
1: yeah, they're they're an NIT team. There's no question about that. I just don't. I I think them and I think Wisconsin are NIT. I I mean, I would be surprised if either one. It just shows you how watered down the field is if one of those two teams gets in. Right. I, I agree. I, I think they're both NIT teams. Penn State's the one that I kind of think. Eh, you know, I I, you I think I, it's I, down to Penn State and Rutgers, maybe. I think Rutgers is in. You think I, so? Okay. Yeah. And I think Penn state's got a crack. So I, th- I think out of the 11 or so teams that, that, you know, had a chance, I think Wisconsin and Michigan are on one side for sure. I think Rutgers is on the other and I think Penn state might need a win. If, it, if mm-hmm. Penn state gets a win, it might be an end up in Dayton, you know? So um, although it did beat Rutgers the other day, so it, it's just, it's going to be fascinating, but I mean, other than Purdue if Purdue wins it they're probably they're at least a two they're probably still a two no matter what happens. Um, and then I would say Northwestern might in be a what a four maybe maybe a five and Michigan State's got some op- upward mobility depending on how it does but I think Iowa right now is you know it's trended downward you know it's uh, it lost those games to, on the road to Wisconsin and Northwestern and it had the miraculous comeback gets Michigan state and then blew out Indiana, then lost this week to Nebraska and Ohio state. I mean, this, this is the weirdest year I swear for yeah, Iowa, especially
3: swept by Nebraska and lost two of three to Ohio state swept by Wisconsin and Wisconsin, you know, yeah. you know it's just, it's just a, an uneven season.
1: Yeah. And it's an uneven team and uneven season again. I, I can't predict, you know, I, people want kind of instant judgment as much as instant analysis. I can't give it for this team. I just don't know what to expect because if they play well next week, yeah, they you know they can win two games. If they don't, they're, they're going to be home before uh, we turn off the TV on Thursday.
3: <laughs> you know how this works though. I mean, people, I, I haven't been on social media, but I'm sure people are venting right now. Yeah. Like you said, we, no matter what Iowa did this week, I mean, it would have been great to win another big 10 championship. We all know that it's starting next week where this team will be judged. And all Iowa teams now are judged. Can that team be the one to break the sweet 16 drought? You know what it's, you know, what's
1: weird, Rob is what, if this is the year, how would it feel? I mean, seriously, you know, you have just such an up and down team. They're 19 and 13, 11 and nine in the big 10. They, they, you know, we just listed out their losses. They've got some big wins. Um, but it doesn't feel like one of those teams where if they, if they advance that there's going to be this fervor and excitement and maybe, maybe that will come after the second win. But uh, you know, I, I just, I kind of wonder about that. It's kind of like a, seven and five football team, you know, yeah. uh, do you, uh, do you celebrate the accomplishment or do you just kind of, eh, all right. You know, they won the bowl game. Oh right. yeah. They go, even though they haven't been in the sweet 16 in 24 years, it's just insane.
3: And it'd be interesting to see what that's like. Cause that would be the litmus test, right? After yeah. that second win, what, what, what's the, what's the reaction? What's the interest level? What's the excitement of that week leading from that second win, to playing in that sweet, sweet 16, where there's more focus on you, you get a better TV spot, all those things come into play. I think the fans would be jacked up at that point. Um yeah. And then depending on what happens in the sweet 16, then you have uh, your next instant reaction, right?
1: <laughs> it'll, <laughs> it'll be knee jerk and it'll be swift. And, you know, if they lose, then, it's not good you know it's just it's kind of the way it works and you know i remember the last one i know you do too where um you know dr tom was a lame duck you know and they got the the second win i think it was against arkansas yeah. it was in a 4-5 game and and then went out and played yukon and was even leading with 7 minutes to go and they were very competitive and and, and it felt like that that was a really good conclusion for that team it, it was a loss but it wasn't like they got blown out because we've seen that with some of these teams Iowa's had when they got rolled by uh, Gonzaga and Villanova and, you know, in some of these games. And, you know, last year, the upset to Richmond. And mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, if they go and they play Kansas or something like that and play hard and maybe that that would make people feel differently. But I kind of doubt it, I think. But that said, they got to win two games, which they haven't done in 24 years, let alone winning one. And and after what we've seen this week, there's no guarantee on that one either.
3: Some stats for the folks, Scott, individually, Philip Robracius, 7 of 12 from the field, 6 of 6 from the line, 7 rebounds, 2 assists. Did have three turnovers in 36 minutes, finished with 20 points. Uh, Aaron Uless, 1 point. 0 for 1 from the floor, 1 for 2 from the line, 2 rebounds, no assists, no turnovers. Perkins, 16.6 of 12 from the floor, 1 for 3 from 3, 3 from 5 from the line. We talked about the 2 misses. Uh, 6 rebounds, 5 assists, only 1 turnover. Um, Not a bad game from Tony. Or actually, no, I'm reading four. the wrong line. I'm yeah. re- I was reading Chris's stats, yeah. four turnovers for Tony. I thought that was wrong. Uh, yeah. cause he, he had, he got a little loose with the basketball at times today. Chris Murray, 17, seven of 17 from the floor, two of eight from three, uh, one of one from the line, six rebounds, five assists, one turnover. Connor McCaffrey did not score 0 oh for two, uh, from the field, 0 oh for two from three, uh, a rebound and assist three personal fouls, two turnovers, not his best game. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Patrick gave him nine off the bench, Peyton Sanford with just four off of the bench in 15 minutes. And uh, Josh Dix had a bucket in six minutes. Uh, Really Fran leaned a lot on the starters today. Um, and it would have been interesting because we talked about this yesterday. Tomorrow, they would have had to dig a lot deeper into the bench. But obviously, that first game, you got to win. So you play your best players or who you think is going to give you the best chance to win. Uh, and Iowa starters logged a lot of heavy minutes. Who knows? Maybe that factored into some of the offensive, um, you know, misses late in that game. You lose your legs. You're yeah. not as fresh. You don't have as much rest. I don't know. I'm not making excuses, but sometimes that's a factor.
1: Yeah, I think part of this was Peyton Sanford got whistled for a couple of a couple of really bad foul calls. I thought the refs um, were seeing ghosts yeah. a little bit. There was one foul that was definitely on Uless that they called on Sanford and that sent him to the bench. And that's, you know, he only played 15 minutes. He wasn't really very good. And a lot of the, a lot of times it's that, it's that, you know, it's like getting whistled for something, but, but really Iowa needed to get more from its backcourt um, Perkins was, was, Decent, didn't handle the ball really that well. But um, but from you know, Connor McCaffrey not scoring, had more turnovers than assists. That hasn't that has not very often. And Eulis with, you know, one, one point, two rebounds, and no assists in 17 minutes. You just can't have that. You gotta have more from that. And you know, I mean, Rebracha. And Murray were pretty good um, as usual. Perkins came through offensively in scoring, but the other part of his game was not real successful and then the rest of them were just kind of guys and uh, you know th- this team needs a little bit more balance um, to be successful and when it is more balanced, it's one of the better teams in the country you know I'm not saying they're the best, but I'm saying that they can compete, but when with not they are awfully ordinary and that's kind of what I thought happened today
3: so you have the the loss on the last game of the season that would have put you, given you the double by and would not have played today. So that was a disappointment. Now you have another disappointment today being one and done in the tournament. And now you've gotten to that point in the, in the uh, journey, Scott, where the next loss you're done. Yeah. So that team, this team needs to come to terms with that and know that there's no more tomorrow at this point. it's, It's a sense of urgency. If you want, you know, this is the only time this team is going to be together. If you guys want to be remembered, you got to come together and and figure it out.
1: Yeah. They've got a week to kind of get their head straight to figure out what, what they want to do. And, you know, there are teams, we've seen it at Iowa where they've been somewhat burnt out and, they've been, I won't, I won't say apathetic. I mean, they want to win, but um, where you could tell that their heart isn't in it as much. And then there've been teams that have been really committed and really focused. And um, it's going to be interesting to see what their mindset is and wherever they go and the people that are around them, can they spot that? Can they sense whether or not Iowa is loose and ready to go, or if they're tight and kind of, you know, the definitely, tough mentally. I mean, that's, it's going to be, it's going to tell you a lot because I've seen them. I remember in 16 in particular and in 14 where they were pretty mentally beat up Um, 16, they were, they just didn't look like they wanted to be there very much and they were a very talented team and in 14 the strain of a long season and then fran of course patrick's surgery you know really changed the the dy- dynamic of that and then you look at what was it uh 19 when they uh were down what 25 in the second half to tennessee and came back and uh forced overtime so uh you know so they have the they have an opportunity to just uh to do what we said they could do or they could say, you know, just shut it down. But they've got a week to figure it out. Probably the weekend to just get up some shots on their own, figure some things out, lay around the, their houses, and then and then focus from there because they'll be on spring break for a week. So, you know, although you won't, wouldn't know it outside,
3: no, not at all. Snow's yeah. still flying around here yeah. in the uh, corridor, as we yeah. call it here, right. Um, so yeah, we wait Sunday. We'll find out um, after the Big Ten tournament championship game that Iowa will not will not be playing in this year. Uh, we will find out where Iowa's headed. I think, I think we're pretty comfortable, Scott and I, in saying that it's going to be an eight, they'll be in the eight nine game or they'll be in the seven ten game as the 10. I don't see Iowa getting a seven seed, but I've been wrong before before scott's the bracketologist in this relationship i really don't know what's going on with that but i will take his word for it
1: yeah i think that i think nine or ten is probably where it's at and and right now i'd probably trend in the other way uh the 10 because how you
3: think they've fallen low enough to get des moines
1: that that's why i don't think they are i think that what will happen is like let let's say Illinois craps out tonight or, or whatever and they're in that kind of eight, nine, ten range, along mm-hmm. with maybe Rutgers too or yeah. something like that, that they'll they could gerrymander the the uh the, the snake any way they want to. And I could see, like I said, Illinois ended up in in uh vets auditori no I'm kidding, Wells Fargo and uh whereas uh, I could see Iowa getting sent to Sacramento or Albany or something. Sacramento like
3: that. would be cool. There'd be yeah. a reunion for the Murray's. Yeah, there you go.
1: That would be great. Although I'm sure he's not there because that's why they have the tournament there. Yeah. Yes. Unless it's a day off or something, but even then they, they've got that whole block off, um, yep. you know, um, Orlando would be a possibly Greensboro. Uh, but if you're a 10, you've got to figure you're going to a twos destination So um, you're looking at Purdue. It could be Columbus. Yeah, but now no, you wouldn't be playing Purdue. Well, you did only play them once, so it's possible, I guess. Um, Was Columbus
3: where the Tennessee game was?
1: mm, That sounds right. I think so. Yeah, back in nineteen. Right. So yeah, very well could be there. Um, there, There's just there's a lot of different possibilities. So um, you know that's that's one that I think fans would appreciate just because it. It's drivable if you want to drive there. You might not want to. And they were a ten then too, if I recall. I, I think, think you're right. They beat the seven. They beat yep. Cincinnati and then played Tennessee, which was a two. um You know, this time around they might have to play Purdue because um, they have only played once. So that as long as it's not a first round matchup, just like somebody like Iowa State. You know, if they would have won today, maybe Iowa State would have been a eight nine game. Imagine that eight nine game in Des Moines. <laughs> it's <laughs> the Iowa uh,
3: State. Iowa State got a good win today against yeah, Baylor, so uh Iowa State the cyclones are trending up with their seven, seed seven ten yeah, there you go yeah. i'm let's do it. I think that then there'd be some serious interest
1: around here if they if you see that line and it says seven ten Iowa State, Iowa, you will see that that team had better be sharp. i mean it's one thing to you're playing take your pick <laughs> you yeah. know, around like Providence or somebody like that. Uh, Oklahoma state, you know, you, you kind of, and you don't play well and you lose, you move on. If you don't play well against Iowa state in the tournament, you'll hear about it for, you know, nine months, or at least uh, to the end of the uh, until football season starts to really take place. We
3: will find out on Sunday night when those brackets come out. I, uh, Wanted to uh, do the read, Scott. I almost forgot to do the read. I will do it now. That support for these podcasts comes from Systems Unlimited, celebrating 50 years of providing services to people living with disabilities and mental health needs throughout East Central Iowa. A list of their services and upcoming events can be found at sui.org. Appreciate all of our sponsors. We appreciate you guys hopping on with us and listening to this podcast. And uh, we would have done one tomorrow, but uh, we're off. And uh, we'll we'll be back, as we said yesterday, hopefully on Monday with a Hotspot podcast. But until then, uh, enjoy the rest of your week and weekend, and we will talk to you early next week. Say goodbye, Scott. Goodbye, Scott.